My name is Tawana Shante, and welcome to the Freedom Agent Journeys podcast. On this podcast, I will be discussing an array of topics and conversations with some of the most influential creatives and thought-provoking spiritual leaders. So grab your favorite beverage and journey with me. Welcome, Freedom Agents. Our special guest today is Dara Tucker, an acclaimed jazz vocalist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Dara has enjoyed substantial critical and commercial success in the past couple of years. Besides appearances on the NPR's Jazz Night in America and PBS, The Tavis Smiley Show, her sound combines traditional and contemporary references, blending influences from jazz, blues, rock, soul, gospel elements. That mix provides the thematic foundation of her new LP, The Seven Colors, which is an amazing body of work. So, Let's just jump right into this amazing conversation. I always begin by asking artists, um, musicians, just whatever uh, field you're in. Like, so for you, I want to ask you, um, how did you develop a passion, you know, for music? Um, well, I, I was raised in steeped in music. I was raised in the church. My father was a music minister, and my mother was a a singer and he was a writer as well. So I had uh, six brothers and sisters and we all sang harmony together growing up in, in church. So our father would, you know, we'd be, we would be like his little priest <laughs> or chorus or whatever. And he would put us in the choir. He would put me in the soprano section, one of my sisters in the alto section, another sister in the tenor section to kind of help guide the vocals and help, you know, the choir learn their parts. So I, I was just thinking yesterday, I started, I remember when I first started um, connecting to like what harmony was and how to sing a harmony line. I was probably, I would say maybe six or seven years old in the backseat of the car. And our father would have us sing songs all the time, basically to keep us from bickering and fighting with each other. <laughs> <laughs> so he would have us sing songs. And so, so I would, you know, my mother would sing harmonies and stuff. And my older sisters had started to learn and I just couldn't get my head around it, but I remember the moment where that clicked for me. And I was I was really shy about singing for a long time. And I, I was kind of almost under my breath, but I was working it out. And I remember several times trying to do this. And then when it finally clicked, he heard me and he turned around wow. and said, baby, that's good. That's so good. You did it. You know, and I was I was super embarrassed, but 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 proud of myself. So yeah, that that was all you know, just foundational stuff for me. You know, music was, I learned to sing probably at the same time I learned to talk, you know. Wow. And, and, and so I could just go right in because you can tell me if I'm wrong or right. I don't know. But the song Seven Colors, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that about, is that about your, um, your family? Like when I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm thinking like it's, you know, you're sharing like your, like your upbringing. Um, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it, it kind of is a is a multifold, like a manifold meaning for, for the seven colors. Um, I did an album called The Sun Season, and then I did one called Oklahoma. I remember that one. I love yeah. The Sun Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you connecting with that one. I'm trying to remember which one you were saying. Was- I, I can't, you know, I have the go. I, I, I cannot remember which. I, it's something about when you did. I just I love the. Um, the 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 album but i also it's your tone oh, you know you. as as well um it's yeah. it it's comes from such a pure space oh, thank you you know when i hear you 
Um, but please explain to me about seven colors because I maybe have interpreted <laughs> different, but when you were just talking about your family, you know, I was just kind of thinking about that. Yeah, it puts all the, the little puzzle pieces together. So yeah, I did, like I said, I did an album called The Sun Season and I did one called Oklahoma Rain. And um, Oklahoma Rain was really about the death of both my parents in 2014. So that was something that my brothers and sisters and I kind of had to walk through, of course, together. And it's kind of a cool thing to know that there are, you know, six six other people on the face of the earth who know exactly what I have been through. You know, we have all gone through that in our own way, but we lost them both pretty suddenly um, in the same year. And so for for me, kind of that experience of us walking through that that grieving and then healing process has been kind of the rainbow after the rain. We say we, you know, the line, there's a line in the song that says, we are your ribbon in the sky. You know, we mm. are their rainbow after the, you know, the sun and then the uh, shining through the rain. So that's kind of a literal interpretation, I guess. But then um, it's also meant to reflect my influences um, that that all sort of went into the the salad bowl of this project, which are, uh, I always have trouble. I get tripped up trying to recite them, but vaguely, <laughs> generally it's gospel, um, R&B, jazz, singer-songwriter, um, pop, and I don't know, it, it, soul, and it goes on down the line, but there are seven influences um, that I generally try to say that that went into making this album what it is. And it's really cool that I, that I had the opportunity to express all of that in one project, you know, and that was the guitarist, Charlie Hunter, who produced the album, yeah. that was sort of his concept in how to approach it. He said, you know, why are you sort of sidelining yourself into the world of jazz or into, you know, trying yeah. to kind of make these. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like, you need to be able to just, you know, you, you carry so much musical theater would be another one. He's like, you carry so much with you. You bring so much experience to the table or so many influences. Just let it all hang out there and let it let it all be heard. Um, in the same place. So those are the seven colors, I, I would say as well. That's another kind of layer to the seven colors. Wow. And 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 so I think that's really profound what you said, because I think so often we're placed, I know for me in terms of artistry, a lot of times people try to put you in this box, like, you know, are you jazz? Yeah. Are you, you know, are you right. so, are you RD? Are you blue? And it's like, wow. And, and the way you describe it in, in terms of, it's like, a, you know, this musical theater that you kind of place yourself in and, and really look at the, yeah. um, if you love the music and if you feel that particular song, it's like, this is what moves me, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's what, you know, like I said, when I'm listening to your music, I, I, I feel that. I feel that presence of you um, consistently, you know, uh, expanding, you know, in terms of, um, you know, your artistry. Also, mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about um, your process. What was your process like? Um, recording this project and you said you work with Charlie Hunter what's your process when it comes to knowing you know the producer that you want to work with you know the ideal of how you want to allow the album to flow so what's your process in terms of getting working with other musicians and you know in terms of your recordings uh, well, it's, it really changes from album to album. Um, with this particular album, I, I was on the road a lot with, with Charlie last year. So we had the chance to kind of have those conversations, just being in you know the car for hours hours at a time. Right, right. Um, just him kind of listening to my previous projects. He's been on, on one of the projects, but he had, he had heard uh, Oklahoma Rain 
and he there was a lot of it that he that he liked and appreciated but at the same time it was like this is this is feeling too boxed in for for me for him he felt like there was a lot of layering and a lot of texture that was musically that was on kind of on top of my voice that was that was almost inhibiting me from being heard in a way that was that was how it kind of struck him it was like i'm i'm liking your voice i'm liking what i hear liking the the writing but i feel like there's too much going on that was his wow. his feeling wow. about the, the last project and then for the project before that you know i think just in general he felt like it it just it may have narrowed my vision a little bit too much which i kind of agree with um i i actually like the sun season but i know that i have more to bring to the table mm. than just performing with a um a jazz combo i love doing that kind of thing but that's that's not the full story right there's there's more there as far as i'm concerned so um, for this particular project, that was the process. It was like getting in a car with Charlie, having conversations about, you know, how how he conceptualized what it is that I do or could be doing, right. and kind of getting his input on his vision for how to best present what it is that I have to offer. Um, so that was that was a different way to approach it, you know, for me. I had never really worked with an outside producer, mostly. It's been me. It's a little been a little I bit know. of Greg Bryant, yeah. who's my bass player. Yeah, and then you will usually take some input from uh, John Estes, who has engineered the last three albums, or he's engineered the last couple ones, and he's mixed and mastered the last three. So he's been kind of instrumental in helping to to sculpt and create my sound. Um, but bringing someone in from the outside, that's new. That's new for me. So let me ask you this: How did you, in, in terms of that? I think that's that's a great segue into. Um, maybe what I want to ask next, I would say, was it, did it take a lot of getting used to? Because I know how it feels, you know, when you hear the music and, you know, it's something uh, inside of you and it's like, okay, um, I'm working on a new project. And one of the things that I'm doing now is I'm looking outside, you know, in terms of um, some producers. And it's it's something that's kind of scary for me, Dar. <laughs> but it's also mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, you know what, let me try something different. But for you, how was yeah. it kind of, I would say, it's a little bit, I know from the control part, like, oh my God, was it, did you have any, any like hangups on that part? Like, oh my God, like I'm excited, but at the same time, was it, was it nervous? Were you nervous about it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It was like, well, I mean, Charlie and I, like I said, we had been on the road off and on for for several months last year. And, and I've known Charlie for, you know, several years and he's, he played on a previous project of mine, the second project I did called Soul City. Yes. So there was a certain level of trust that was there already, I think, just in understanding what his sound was and probably how he would approach an album that I would do. So I had kind of a general understanding, but at the same time, it was kind of like, okay, we always say our songs are our, our babies, they're our children. And I'm just like, wow, I'm going to have to really relinquish a certain amount of control yeah. and allow someone else to just walk out <laughs> right right you know as excited as you may be on the front end just like oh yeah this would be cool but in the process of it he did allow you know an input from various band members but um there were times when i was like oh man you know i could hear strings here or we should put a piano in there or we should sing this you know we should change the song form in this way i want to go back to you know this bridge and that was cool and all kinds of things that he's just like no 
you know, let's just kind of leave it clean. You know, he really wanted to approach it from the standpoint of, of a very clean, streamlined sound, even to the point where I'm just like, you know, I, I like that. I love, I love it. I love it. You know, and even your song Miracle, I can hear that, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a beautiful one too. Um, it's probably up there with yeah. so far one of my the favorites, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Um, like that song as well. Um, so how do you keep yourself like refreshed, like in, uh, just keeping that, the love for it, the love for the music and constantly innovating something new? Um, well, I, I would say that the, the whole creative process for me is very insular, I guess. Um, Nashville is a very collaborative town. It's a very kind of, hey, do you want to co-write and collab on this and that? And, and I'm, I, you know, maybe to my detriment, I really haven't been that person that <laughs> is very <laughs> you get in a room with somebody else and vibe off of each other and all this stuff. It's, I, I am a, to a certain extent, I'm a pretty internal person. So having that outlet to write and to create and to express myself musically is in a way it's, it's having fellowship with myself, having fellowship with who I am as a person, checking in, mm. you know, with myself and going, where are you right now? And how are you feeling about this or that? And, you know, even like I said, the grieving process starting back, you know, about five years ago, just walking through that whole process, um, it was a way of almost like holding my own hand through that because there was really no one who could make it right or make it okay or fix anything. It was a matter of, of self-soothing, you know, like a little baby or a toddler, you know, having to figure right, out how to, right. how to calm themselves in their crib at night or something. You, you've got to figure it out at some point that, that the answer and that, that the, that peace and that resolve and that calm and, and that serenity is not going to come from without. It's going to come from within. Yes. So, yeah, that's what the creative process it, it brings me. It's like, wow, I, I get to I get to have this time that's just it's just for me. Wow, and that's and that's so beautiful um, to be able to um, I guess to be able to really go within and know like you know what this is this is a moment that I have to take for myself. You know, and it's really yeah. a process that I need. Um, yeah. and, and, and also, like, I, I, well, I would ask, what, how can I first, what advice would you give to emerging artists? Um, just in terms of, even with like self-care and, because a lot of times I, you know, lately I've, I've, I've been seeing, um, you know, uh, a lot of artists and I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of um artists and one of the struggles have been you know i'm not moving fast enough i'm not you know i'm not in a place where i feel like i want to be and i can understand because i've been there um before mm -hmm. um so what advice would you give to you know any emerging artists um well i was actually just thinking about this earlier today and yesterday kind of talking um about this with greg who's my bass player uh, you know i think everyone's path looks looks mm. different it's, i think with you know in the age of social media it's very easy to kind of get caught up in watching what other people yes. are doing and we all succumb to this on some level to get caught up in watching what other people are doing it's like okay well that dude's the studio guy and he's busy non-stop and 
this chick got called out to be on the road <laughs> with you know, this big star and look at her and she's traveling and staying in all these great hotels. And, you know, why don't people think of me in that context? Oh or, you know, this person got signed right. or they're on the road or they're working with this great person and writing. And there's just, you're constantly seeing different models that are thrown at you and questioning mm-hmm. yourself as to why you're not sort of fitting in that framework. And I think, you know, we really have to, I really have to then once again, in, internalize, go back inside and continue to focus on the work. I think we can get so caught up in this external stuff and what people are seeing and how they're perceiving mm-hmm. of us again in the social media age. But I think to really refocus ourselves as much as we can on the work on, you know, is my output is at the highest level that it possibly could be, you know, is my songwriting is one of my favorite things to do like on earth. And it's like, is my song craft up to par? Like not, do I get, you know, a good one off every 10 (laughs) songs, but like, first of all, am I writing consistently? And then secondly, you know, what is, what's the percentage of the material that I'm putting out that I feel that it would be strong enough to hand that to somebody and say, this is what I do listen to this as a representation of what it is that I do, you know, and do I feel that every song on this album is at that level? I, I, I like every song on this album, but you know, some of it's stronger than others. So it's like, okay, so now for the next album, how can I hit those markers and present the absolute best material that I can, you know, at 90% of the time, whatever. So I think, you know, refocusing ourselves on, on the work, is so very important. Um, I've, I've been doing what I've been doing long enough in the city to where I, I do get approached by some younger singers and musicians, you know, for mentorship, yeah. you know, just input and walking them through certain things, maybe in a lesson context, maybe just in casual conversation. And I will continually tell them if it's a singer, I'm like, get on a sh- get out on a ship. If you have not had you know, a good solid five years of experience of whatever singing under your belt, like consistently, get on a ship go sing every yes, night, two and yes. three hours, where you're forced to have to come up with it, whether you feel like <laughs> it or not. You'll come away from that experience as yes. a better singer. You will come away better at what you do. And, you know, until we really are demanding that level of of, of excellence and performance from ourselves, yes. then, you know, looking outward and, and comparing ourselves to what other people have and where we feel like we should be is kind of a moot point. It's like, get to the point where you're at your very best and then see what opportunities really do open up for you because it's guaranteed that that will be more consistent as you become more consistent in your outcome. Wow. That was amazing. That enlightened me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, where is my pen? Hold up. Like, your pen is yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. You know, and you know what, really, with, even with me doing the podcast, um, it has really impacted my uh, just my outlook and my perspective on my music because I've had an opportunity to yeah. begin to talk to people like yourself, amazing artists who approach music yeah. differently. Yeah. And in those moments, like you said, where I have to go internally, I think about it and I think about how we all have our our lanes, you know. And I was listening to yeah. an artist um, speak, and he said something I think was really. Um, it was simple, but it was profound. And he said, he said, you know, it's uh, it's devastating 
when you, he said, and it's a catastrophe when you jump over into someone, someone else's lane, you know, it could be a, a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I thought about that yeah. and I was like, you know what, that's so simple, but it's so true. When you try to move yeah. in someone else's space, it doesn't work. And of course I've been there too, you know, where I've had moments like the same thing, like, okay, I should be doing this. I should be like, you know, and the fact is it's like, right. I can't, you know, I had to realize there would never be another Tawana Shante. There'll never be another Dara Tucker. Right. Um, and, and right. you know, the list goes on and on for any amazing artist. And once I really kind yeah. of, um, I think, really conceptualized that this is, you know, this this gift, this craft, this talent that I have, it's unique to me. And I have to use it, you know, yeah. in that way. And I think what you said, I mean, really, it's, it's so profound as well, because so often I think that is, you know, uh, social media can play a part in that, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, making you sometimes oh, yeah. feel... Yeah. I, I, I'm just going to use something maybe inadequate. And we're like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm absolutely. not doing that. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of a mind trip, but it's like, you know, it can it can be a thing that takes away your you're almost like it robs oh you of your vision. Yes. It robs you of your personal sense of responsibility for creating a trajectory of your own that really is is tailor made to you. You know, success looks different for everybody. And the more we're kind of looking over, like you said, in someone else's lane, trying to figure out how to get what they got or why did they get that? And I didn't get that. And I'm so guilty of this same thing. But the more we do that, the more we are taking the energy, the focus, the time, the effort away from what it is that we should be doing. And I think it's sometimes that that can, it can act as a substitute for us being able to crystallize that vision in our own hearts. Because if it isn't coming as fast as we want to, well, here's a distraction. Let me go look at this. Let me go look at this shiny object over here in the next lane. And it's easier than just doing the work. It's easier than refocusing on ourselves and saying, what is it that I need to do next? Because sometimes, you know, you don't want to do the work. It's work. You know, it's not all um, sunshine yes. and roses and flowers. Like sometimes songwriting, like for me, I can get a really good idea and it's the, it's the germ of an idea. And I'm really excited about like, Oh, this song's going to be great. But then sitting down to hammer out like, okay, what does the rest of the chorus sound like? What do these lyrics, you know, where do these lyrics go? How does the bridge come? constructing that song is, is, is work. It's like hard work. It's arduous and it's not always right. the most fun to like, hammer that together and put together that house, even though I, you know, I loved the idea of it. I love the start of it and and I want the finished product, but like doing the work of it, it's not always the most fun. So sometimes it is easier just to scroll through my timeline and be like, oh, what is he doing? You know, what is she doing? What's what they doing over there? You know, (laughs) it's like, it's like a, a shortcut that your brain wants to take to just like, well, opportunity. Why didn't I get an opportunity? Why am I not doing that? And it's like, you know what? Does your output really match what it is that your expectations oh are? Yes. Those are very hard questions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, listen, everybody, yeah. look, I get excited when I really like get. <laughs> when I get look, I, when I get the swift kick that I need. Like this is so like, yes, yeah, she was telling the truth. Oh my goodness. And 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 you just um, well, and you 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 really um, moved into where I was, you know, asking about the songwriting and 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 for you, is it really like there are times where you can't 
do you are you able to sit down and really say, you know, I'm going to write for 15 minutes because I've tried. I'm going to write for 15 minutes and then I'm going to probably do an hour later. And for me, it never seems to work like that. And the songs comes mm-hmm. to me in the most awkward times if I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God. And I'm trying to calm the beat. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, is it, how how is that process for you? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's like you know, I kind of liken it to like a butterfly that just come and comes and lands on your shoulder. You can't ever predict when the inspiration for a song will come, and it's always someplace inconvenient. You know, when you're in the car with somebody and you can't really just start singing out loud, and you're trying to hum things in your phone, or like you said, the grocery store wherever. And a lot of times I, you know, of course I have a little um, voice recorder on my phone, so I'll capture the idea. But a lot of the times it's like when you get ready to, um, when, when you really feel like you have time to sit down and write, then the inspiration is not necessarily there. So there are times when I will, like, I'm a very pragmatic person. And so if I feel like at this point in my life, if I feel like I, like I, Hey, I need some more songs. Like I'm tired of singing the old stuff and I'm ready to kind of add to the canon. When I sort of get that feeling or if there's a specific purpose I'm writing for, it can be so much easier. Like right, of course, right before the album, I had some songs that we had set aside with Charlie to kind of include on the project. But then, you know, then the muse hits like, you know, a week or so, two weeks before the album, because I knew that it was coming up. You know, my brain was just like, all right, I'm feeling like I don't really have what I want. And that's when I wrote Miracle. And that's when I wrote Glory. And then I went back on several of those songs and started kind of kind of crafting them to a point that they hadn't been crafted before. So I usually find if there's a goal that I have in mind, if there's some specific purpose that I have for writing these days, um, I do much better than just, you know, oh, I'm randomly going to just create this time for for writing because the, you know, the, the spirit may be there. It may not be there. And I really want it to be an, as inspired an experience as possible. Um, so I've, I've kind of had to go easier on myself and just tell myself like, Hey, you know what, when you, when you need this thing, it's going to be there. Um, just keep being a receptor, keep being receptive and open to ideas. And when those opportunities for fleshing out those ideas present themselves, when that opportunity presents itself, you are an open vessel and it will be there when you need it. You will have it. When wow. You need it. Well, girl, I'm, this is awesome. I'm serious. I'm sitting here just like, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. I, I know. Like really, <laughs> really, this is, this is so awesome. Um, and my final question, because we were talking about it earlier before um, I began the recording and, and we were talking about, you've been uh, married for 12 years, right? 12 years. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. talk to me about, you know, what it, your relationship with your husband in the process of also working as a team, you know, how do you all kind of move through that? Because a lot of times, you know, couples, you know, they find it difficult to work together. (laughs) Um, And so how do you all maneuver that? Um, Well, we, you know, it's, it, it can be uh, a difficult process at times. I would say just the fact of living and working with someone, I would not ever make that sound like it's just, you know, um, a smooth, a smooth process in any way that takes time. It takes effort. It takes, um, you know, 
a skill. Like it's been right, right. 12 years <laughs> married and we're still just like, there are times when we will butt heads. You know, one thing that I have found that is was actually helpful was bringing in an outside producer because it before it was a matter of just, okay, this is my vision, my will. Okay, this is his vision, it's his will. And then we would just go toe to toe. And the whole process of making an album and putting that out would be one of the most stressful times in our relationship. I mean, like akin to buying a house or, you know, just planning a wedding or whatever. It would just be like nonstop stress. So bringing someone in from the outside is um, was actually really super helpful. And then for the next project that we're going to do, I've pretty much told him, told Greg, all right, you got this one. (laughs) You know, I'm gonna seriously. It's just like I'm gonna. We're we're gonna do. We're. I want to experiment with some some genre music because I really do like genre music. We're gonna do a, another jazz album, kind of similar in tone to what um, the Sun Season was, because I do have a, a group. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have a group of songs that I feel like just fit that that framework, and that really that doesn't need anything more than that. It just. Let's do them with a jazz combo. Let's go up to New York and just get some great musicians and get in a room for a couple of days. So I'm like, you know what? Have at it. Here's the songs. You know how they go. Take it. So I think we've sort of learned to give each other our space. You know, (laughs) Oklahoma Rain was kind of my baby, you know, conceptually. So, you know, just kind of me taking the lead on this project, him taking the lead on this other one, bringing in someone else from the outside to say, you know what, this is my vision. So he and I don't even get into, you know, bickering over it. Um, that's super helpful. Just giving everyone their space to sort of work out their creative concept and um, just not going head to head over it. That's been really. But that really is helpful. wonderful. That is so that's so wonderful. So uh, the final um, I do this. Thing called freedom rounds and so you have to answer um the question you can't think about it too long <laughs> so just whatever I, oh, okay so okay. whatever i call out you know you just you know you just okay. express it what is your favorite game to play okay oh goodness gracious my favorite game i don't know like a board game like a there used to be an old game called encore or like a any game that involves trivia or knowledge of pop culture and or the, film. Or that, what's your favorite dish to cook? <laughs> oh, goodness. Favorite dish to cook is probably, well, I just made a good taco salad yesterday. I'm not, I'm not a great cook, but oh, I, you know, I can get down. I understand. Every once I understand. In a while. Um, yeah. Taco salad or maybe, maybe like dressing at Thanksgiving. I, my mother made a great dressing. I think it's the best dressing that you will ever taste. Okay. Yeah. What does success mean to you? Oh, success. Uh, success means, I guess, being happy, being happy within yourself, first of all, um, being happy with who you are in the world and being in a place of comfort with being able to present that to the world, being um, you know, comfortable enough with yourself to present your authentic self to the world. Um, so I feel like when, when that process happens, that a lot of other things that we associate with success will come into alignment. So of course, being financially secure and, you know, being well-liked and all of those other things, but, you know, being happy within yourself and being, um, in a position to present who you are authentically to the world. Awesome. That's where and So now starts. where can people find you on, um, your social media platforms? 
Uh, well, I'm under Dara Tucker on pretty much everything except Instagram. It's Dara Tucker B on Instagram because Dara Tucker was taken. Um, <laughs> they also stole my website. They stole DaraTucker.com. So don't go for any of those testosterone pills. They're hawking my name, which is the weirdest thing. So my website is, is DaraTucker.net. And then, you know, YouTube.com forward slash Dara Tucker. Twitter, I'm at Dara Tucker. Facebook forward slash Dara Tucker and Instagram Dara Tucker B and then Dara Tucker. Well, Dara, thank on, you so much for being on Freedom Agent Journeys podcast. Um, I hope that everyone was just inspired um, as wow. much as I and I just look forward to seeing um, you just continue to move forward and just with such great success. I think you are an amazing artist. Uh, I love your energy. I can feel it. I am one of these people. I feel it when I'm watching, you know, your oh, post and you. it inspires me, you know? And so I, I always <laughs> reach out to people that, um, you know, they really just like, I, like I've been saying, they really have an impact on me and you definitely are one of those artists. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It oh. means so much. So everyone follow Darwin. Thank you for taking time. Lift up, yeah, lift up local artists and indie indie artists. That that means a lot um, oh, to welcome. me. So thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't hesitate. Leave me your review on iTunes as well as to for more content.